0: Today on Growing Grace from Pastor Ed Ray. If you don't learn anything else, you learn this answer. Why should I let you in? Jesus, because he died on the cross for my sins. Well, that doesn't seem very complicated. Doesn't seem like you deserve it. That's right. It's not complicated and I don't deserve it, which is the greatest truth you can find here. I
1: all now build with hands, and in this place, gotta dwell with man. Sick, be Ill, and the crippled stand, singing hallelujah. My kingdom built with the blood of my son, selfless sacrifice for everyone. Faith, hope, love, and harmony. I say, let this world know me by your love. Hi there, and welcome once again to Grow Grace, Great to be with you. Pastor Ed Ray is just getting started in the Gospel of John, and it's interesting to observe the picture John paints of the Messiah. Right from the outset, he makes it clear that Jesus is God, who came into the world as the true light to offer life to as many as would receive Him. And it's a message that the world desperately needs to hear and receive. Today on the broadcast, we'll set our sights on the first 14 verses CHAPTER 1. LET'S FIND OUR PLACE THERE NOW AS WE HAND THINGS BACK OVER TO PASTOR ED.
0: IN HIM, VERSE 4 SAYS, WAS LIFE. HE IS THE SOURCE OF LIFE. IT'S A VERY MYSTERIOUS QUALITY. IF YOU TRY AND DEFINE IT, IT BECOMES VERY MURKY. THE LIFE WAS THE LIGHT OF MEN. YOU ARE ALIVE, WE WOULD SAY, AT LEAST MOST OF YOU. SOME I'M NOT SURE ABOUT THIS MORNING. You're alive. That grass out there, that lawn is alive. What is that quality? Well, it, it means you can reproduce. The grass can reproduce. It can heal itself when it's cut. It can expand and grow bigger. What is this thing called life? DNA. Oh yeah, I remember. You see, God built life out of four letters what four letters the DNA code I'm not going to go too deep here don't worry you and that blade of grass are the same in that you're built out of four deoxyribonucleic acids they're called four chemicals so let me put it this way The English language, which I'm trying to communicate in, only partly successfully this morning, the English language has 26 letters. Now we take those 26 letters and we stack them together in different ways and get words. And then we take the words and stack them together in different order and we get sentences, right? And then the sentences become paragraphs, paragraphs become books, that become the Library of Congress. All out of 26 letters. Life that you have and I have and the grass have is four letters. God said, I'm going to build life. English needs 26 letters. Chinese has 10,000 letters. I'm going to do it in four and he did. Life. In him was life. Jesus brings life. And life was the light, verse 4 says, of men. The light of men. Light means moral understanding here. Ethics. Grasping the way things ought to be. Justice. Jesus said men love darkness rather than light. 2003. There was a blackout in New York City. Some of you're old enough to remember that. Started at 4 in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. And for part of the city, it was ended in in 29 hours to get the lights back on in New York City. But in reality, it took nine days for all of the city to get its power back on. And the people went nuts, broke into everything that could be broken into, riots taking place, homicides in the streets. It was horrible. Why? Because darkness seems like the opportunity to do anything you want without being seen. That's what John is writing against here. Light and dark are two major themes in the gospel. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness did not comprehend it. When Jesus came, he brought light But the world didn't accept him. There was a man sent before him so that the world would understand. Verse 6, a man sent from God whose name was John. This is John the Baptist who was six months older than Jesus. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, to explain to people that God was coming to earth. He was the forerunner, Scripture calls him. For 400 years, God had not spoken to the people of Israel. The book of Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament, and there's 400 years space between Malachi and John preaching. He's come so that people would know who Jesus was. To bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. Believe? Trust. Trust cling to, rely on, believe Jesus. That's the key to eternity, belief, not performance. Do you believe that Jesus, let me put it this way, I believe Jesus Christ is God who came to earth and died on the cross for my sins that I didn't deserve as a free gift. That's what you say when you get to heaven. Well, Pastor, this is really kind of complicated here. What what do I say if I get to Peter? I don't think Peter's at the gate, but let's say he is. You walk up to the Golden Gate, there's Peter. Peter says, why should I let you in? And you said, well, I helped a lot of old ladies across the street. (laughs) Well, I wasn't too bad. No, I have a one-word answer. If you don't learn anything else this morning, learn this answer. Why should I let you in? Jesus. Because he died on the cross for my sins. Well, that doesn't seem very complicated. Doesn't seem like you deserve it. That's right. It's not complicated and I don't deserve it. Which is the greatest truth you can find here. He was not that light, but sent to bear witness of that light, that moral understanding that Jesus is coming. Verse 9, that was the true light which gives light to every man who comes into the world. Literally, who was the true light who by his coming into the world has brought light to every person. You have light. You were born and given it. Solomon in the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes said, God has put eternity in your heart. I talked about an atheist I was talking to a few weeks ago. And I said, do you believe in eternity? He said, well, of course. There's got to be things that just keep going on and on. I said, do you know why you believe that? He said, well, I just reasoned it. I said, no, it was a gift from God. God put in you, put in me, every one of us, an, a feeling, a grasp of that concept that this is not all that it is. There's a lot more than just here, this life, things we can touch and smell. Eternity. Time without end. He gives that light to every person. He was in the world, verse 10. And the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. This is one of the most ironic scriptures in the whole Bible. The creator came to earth and the creation didn't recognize him. Refused to recognize him. Didn't want to receive him. He came to his own, verse 11, the Jews, and the Jews didn't receive him, didn't recognize him. That's strange, isn't it? There's a play on words here. His own, his own, in the original language in the, the first one, it's neuter, which means he's talking about inanimate creation, the laws of physics, of chemistry, of electricity, of. He was in the boat and he said to the wind and the waves, be still, and they obeyed him, they recognized him. But the people in the boat didn't, the people that he was talking to didn't. One part of the creation refused to worship him, people. In fact, they still do, a lot of people, I'm not a a really big sports fan, guy came up to me after the last service. He was offended because he's a Dodger guy. You know, just locked into the Dodgers. That's fine. I, I like the Dodgers. I was watching a Dodger game and I noticed the crowd. You know, they're all roaring. They're painted their faces two different colors. A lot of guys had their big fat beer bellies hanging out painted Dodger blue, which they thought was attractive, I guess. And <laughs> they're screaming. And see, I only follow the Dodgers if there's are a chance they can get in the World Series. And that's after years of watching the Dodgers. In fact, I'm going to ask the Dodgers to come to my funeral and that they would be the pallbearers because they've let me down so many times they may as well do it one last time. (laughs) Now you know why the guy came up to talk to me after the last service. I can't believe you said that about the Dodgers. I'm sorry, nothing personal. Here's this crowd, they're roaring. The creator of the universe is here now this morning. And we we sing in a whisper, if we really get brave, we might, you know, sing a little louder. But do the wave? We should do a wave. (laughs) They did at Dodger Stadium, this huge wave. For what? Uh, (laughs) Some guys (laughs) getting a lot of exercise, watched by a lot of people that needed the exercise that they were getting. (laughs) Maybe that's why they were waving and applauding. Happens at rodeos, rock concerts, all kinds of things. The world did not receive him. But as many as received him, he gave them the right to become children. He gave them the right, they didn't earn it. He gives you the right to become children of God if you haven't done it already. You are given grace from God. Here, now, we're all receiving it. He gave them the right to become the children of God. To those who believe, I believe, I said, that Jesus is God.
1: That's Pastor Ed Ray, and he's in the early stages of a study in John. Let's get back
0: into chapter 1, here on Grow Grace. Most of you recognize I've been gone for several weeks. And I learned some things about God I didn't know as well as I know now in the last few weeks. So I did a Sunday morning service here, three services. And went home and next morning I was up doing some stuff around the house and I passed out. And I didn't even think the service was that good the day before. It wasn't like it was a great sermon or something. And I woke up three days later at Redlands Community Hospital. Hospital, I used to run the lab, and I was a senior chemist there for 10 years, and so I, I knew people. But when I woke up, I had no idea what had happened. And there was a nurse who I know very well who was working in the room, tidying the place up. And she was listening to music. And I, I woke up and opened my eyes. and. She said, oh, you're finally waking up. I said, yeah, I guess. She said, do you know what year this is? I said, I have no idea. And I didn't. She said, do you know what day of the week it is? I said, no. She said, the music that was playing was real loud, and it was mariachi music. And she says, do you know where you are? I said, well, obviously I'm in Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) And she laughed. (laughs) She kidded me about it for the next eight days. So God decided to take me and my wife through the valley of the shadow of death. I had gotten a coronavirus that got into both of my lungs that then got into my kidneys and then got into my liver and my heart and my joints. And that's why I'm still walking funny. At the very same time, He deemed it necessary to allow my wife to have cancer discovered. Two separate kinds of cancer, unrelated one breast cancer and the other stomach cancer. And she went through weeks and weeks of chemotherapy and radiation therapy, and I went through weeks and weeks of physical therapy and medications, and I should be dead. In fact, I was dead. I was coded. That's a very sobering reality to admit. And what did I learn? I learned that I was created to bring pleasure to God. How do you bring pleasure to God when you're laying flat on your back and you can't get out of bed? And... You know what's going on because you know all the numbers because you even created some of those tests that they are doing on you. You know how sick you are and you know the odds are against you ever getting out of that bed. Do you get angry with God? Yeah. God, why me? God said, why not you? Well, God, I'm your favorite. okay <laughs> then call it a great gift for me that you're about ready to learn some things you didn't know very well yes Lord so you don't want me in heaven, not yet not yet, so Raylan went through the same thing in her mind, some of you have been reading her pages of wisdom she really makes me look bad you know, she's just one of those women of God that thanks God for everything, even cancer of two separate kinds. But we both learned that you can choose joy. You can choose to be thankful for what you have. You can choose to serve the Lord in whatever way you can while you're flat on your back. You can choose life and not death. So one of the big lessons I learned is that God does impossible things. I knew that intellectually, but it had never happened to me. God raised me up. I know the numbers. You know, I can read all these numbers that are generated by modern instrumentation, and I understand what they mean. That's what I used to do at the hospital. I'd interpret results. Signed a thousand reports every day I was a dead man, if it wasn't for God. Now, as I look around this room, I I see many people who I know have family members that are struggling with COVID. Some of you, at least two of you in here this morning, have lost family members to that dreadful virus. It is nasty, nasty stuff. And I feel your pain, I really do, but let me, Encourage you that God can heal anything. Two people married together who should both be dead are alive. God has healed us. Raylan is cancer free and I'm COVID free. Yeah. And that's the God you serve. And I pray you wouldn't have to go through the lessons the way I had to, to learn them and and grow in them. But just know that he does the impossible for his children and even for those that refuse his love. As many who's received him, verse 12 said, he gave them the right to become children of God. He gave, emphasis on the word give, Salvation is a gift that God gives. It is by grace you have been saved. You didn't earn it. I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. I just received it. Those who believe, who trust in this. man. little sign someone gave me, it's in our living room, is one word. It says, believe. Believe that what God said is true. And when he said you believe in him, He will save you. He will be your God. He will be your master, your Lord, the door, the way, the shepherd. All those things that he says here. Who were born, verse 13, born again. Who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh. Not because you chose your parents. You said, I'd like to live with those two people. (laughs) Nor the will of man. No man chose, but of the will of God. God chose you to bring pleasure to him, to give him your life and have significance for eternity. There's the offer from the creator of the universe. And the word became flesh. God, the son, became flesh and lived, dwelt among us. And we beheld his wonder, his glory, the mystery, the power, the strength. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, the Prince, the Son, full of grace and truth. Now, we don't have time to go through that whole part. We'll start with that next time. Grace and truth. Grace the gift. Those who receive is abounding grace and gift of righteousness. You have to receive it. And truth is a sword black and white they come together in Jesus grace and truth who being in the very nature of God Paul wrote to the Philippians did not consider equality with God something to be grasped but humbled himself and became a man and died on a cross for your sins he came to earth the word became flesh and dwelt among us Now I want to close with a story by a a philosopher. I don't normally quote philosophers because most of them aren't even believers. But the Danish philosopher Søren Kierkegaard is different. He wrote a short story. It's been a bestseller for two centuries now. It's called The Prince. So the story is of a prince who left the castle in the royal carriage one day on an errand for his father. And he went to a far off village And as they were driving into the village, he looked out the curtain of the window of the carriage, and there was this beautiful maiden working in a field. And it was love at first sight. He fell in love with this girl. He thought, wow, that's really strange. And, And so he found a way to visit that village the next day, and then the next day, and the next day, never revealing themselves, just looking out the carriage in amazement at this maiden he decided that he couldn't just walk up and introduce himself with his royal robes on the carriage sitting there because then she'd have to acquiesce to whatever he wanted to do. She was a subject of his. How am I going to convince this girl to love me? He decided the only way was to leave the castle, put on the clothing of a slave, and go to the village and work in the fields next to her, which he did. And they talked a little bit. And over the next few days, they became friends. He decided that wasn't enough. He was going to have to move to the village permanently and live in a servant's quarters, which he did. And this is the way Kierkegaard ended it. He lived among the people. He shared their interests and concerns. The prince talked their language in time the young peasant girl grew to know him and to love him this is what jesus christ has done for you and for me the prince left the castle of eternity in heaven and came and walked around the world to display to you and i who he really is and his great love for you
1: You're listening to Grow in Grace with our pastor and Bible teacher, Ed Ray. You'll find us online at thepackinghouse.org. And that's a great place to go and hear this program again. That's thepackinghouse.org. Or call and ask for a CD copy at 844 77 Grace. You know, it takes a team to bring you Grow in Grace, and we look to our listeners to help make all this possible. If you'd like to make a contribution, you can call 844-77-GRACE. And as you do, be sure to request our special offer available for a gift of any amount. It's a book written by Gene Edwards called The Tale of Three Kings. It's based on the biblical figures of David, Saul, and Absalom. And if you've ever experienced pain, loss, or heartache at the hands of other believers, This will be very encouraging to you. There's comfort, healing, and hope to be found in a tale of three kings. And again, we'll send it your way for a gift of any amount. You can reach us at 844-77-GRACE. That's 844-77-GRACE. And even if you're not in a position to be able to give, we still want to hear from you. Your email would be a great encouragement to Pastor Ed. This lets us know where Grow in Grace is having an impact by God's grace. Our email address is PackingHouseRadio at AOL.com That's PackingHouseRadio at AOL.com Then join us for the next Grow in Grace. This program is brought to you by Packing House Christian Fellowship in Redlands, California. now build with hands and in this place gotta dwell with man. Sick be and the cripples stand singing hallelujah. My kingdom built with the blood of my son. Selfless sacrifice for everyone. Faith, hope, love, and harmony. I said, let this world know me by your love.